What is the Podcaster Matrix? The Podcaster Matrix is your source for podcast media hosting. Get your entire podcast library hosted now at podcastermatrix.com. Welcome to Small Business Saturdays, the Small Business Saturdays podcast, with your host and my husband, and my dad, Aaron Montgomery. Join the conversation. Let's talk some business. All right. Well, Lewis, we will do just that. We are going to talk some business today, uh, and I have my good friend Eric Campbell here with me. Eric, welcome this morning. Thanks for running around like a crazy man to get on here for me. Technical difficulties abound, but that's nothing new. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks for having me on. <laughs> that's that's what we do. I think it's probably me. Somehow I caused you to have technical difficulties. That's how I roll. <laughs> hey, I got across town and connected, so I'm, I'm yeah, happy. Man. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, he's going to race across town. I'm like, just drive safe, dude. We'll be fine. <laughs> this is Albuquerque. We always drive like this. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Good, good, good. Yeah, I've spent a little bit of time there. I, I remember, yeah. You, you put yeah. the pedal to the metal and uh, tried to not run into anything it was good <laughs> just how we do <laughs> that's right that's right well awesome well thank you so much for joining me uh you know this actually kind of popped up on a couple weeks ago on the two regular guys broadcast where you had uh, made some comments about uh, seo and and voice search and how that's all kind of affecting things and i'm like yeah and that's a perfect topic for small business saturdays so um, Absolutely. No better way to discuss that than uh, bringing you in to, to hear your take, uh, kind of some of your stories about this. And um, so I, I guess let's dive in if you're ready, Eric. Absolutely. Let's get okay. going. All right. Well, the, I guess the first question I want to try to explore between the two of us here is what is voice search and why is it changing things? You know, what, what's uh, causing all these shifts? Well, certainly uh, when people speak, this is a, something I know that uh, you've looked at and we talked mm -hmm. about a little bit, but uh, when people speak, they have a much different way of, of searching. It's really about natural language. They have these really long search queries with terms yeah. or with more emotional talk, uh, speech patterns as well, and just really like, much longer queries. And it's something funny enough that I've done in blogging for years is just to use natural language questions mm -hmm. uh, in my titles and in my tags and my SEO. Um, and luckily, it means that that works very well for search, too, because everybody uses these natural language questions. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you don't go like uh, best restaurant Italian Albuquerque. You say, hey, what's the best restaurant, uh, best Italian restaurant near me? Okay. And so it's hyper local. It's really focused on that natural language search. Absolutely. And it's, it's really interesting to me, like I said, how, how some of those things would come about. You know, like you just mentioned, if, if I'm typing into my phone here, you know, and I, you're right. I'm going to say Italian, St. Peter's, Albuquerque, yeah. whatever, sure, because yeah. I want it to be short and concise and as easy for me to type. Yeah. But with the invent of Google Assistant, Google Home, Alexa, Siri, you know, we're going to go either into our phones or I've got my yeah. Amazon Echo over here. So if I were to say, computer, find the best podcast about garment decorating, <laughs> see what it does. <laughs> not respond on no it's good. <laughs> I, I turned off the internet to it so it's uh... <laughs> no and, so, but you have a point though it's it's true people people now do this they just search for things and they just ask a natural question yeah. and especially we're talking about local business i mean it's great for us we're talking about like content creation and certainly yeah. like podcasters hey anybody doing a podcast something like that if you don't register with google podcasts if you don't register with amazon so that you can be searched that way 
uh, let me tell you, when I'm in the car and I just want to listen to something on a long drive, really frequently, I'm going to the Google Assistant saying, hey, play me the latest episode of Two Regular Guys podcast. And Two Regular Guys, because it's registered, comes up. Like, I can get the latest episode. <laughs> oh, I was, I'm glad. I'm like, oh, did I do that? I better write this down. <laughs> One way or another, our feed is there. But I mean, yeah. if, if your stuff's not there, that's that. But then for a local business, if you're a brick and mortar, uh, a the massive proportion of what people are doing with voice search is looking for directions. So if you're not owning your Google local listing, if you're not uh, dealing with all of like the schema, the tags that show the location, or even in AdWords, there's a way to do a location based um, addition to your ads. You need to do that stuff because that makes you rank higher when people are doing these near me searches or these uh, in my neighborhood searches. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's that's a really good point, Eric. And I, I want to kind of dive into something that I found as I was researching through all this and, and what I've been working on. So yeah, I found out that 20 to 25% of all of those voice queries are about, like you said, local content, find this, where can I find this? You know, so like you mentioned there, you need to go over to Google my business listing and, and make sure that that's complete and filled out and that you've you know, spend some time in that. That's that's a worthwhile Saturday afternoon task to really oh, yeah. dig into the details of that and and go as deep as you can into into that. So, yeah. um, I think that's really important. A couple other things that you know within that, uh, you want to. So, what we've talked about a little bit is some SEO strategy stuff. You know, you mentioned using conversational keywords and things like that in your blog, and and the same thing with your your Google business listing. Um, but you want to get some tags in there, some some things in there. Uh, just I'm reading to make sure I got these right. But uh, use phrases that people use to describe the neighborhood around you. So, yeah. you know, I might be living here in St. Peter's, but, you know, I want to use words like St. Louis because I'm in the St. Louis, greater St. Louis area or, yeah. you know, the Westplex is what they call the area that I live in out here. You know, and, uh, you know, you may have similar things like that in Albuquerque, you know, certain areas oh, that are called something different than Albuquerque. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you're in Academy Acres, you want everybody to know about that. Oh, <laughs> so, okay, all right. <laughs> let's just say if you're in a, if you're in particular parts of the of the uh, city, you definitely want people to know about that. And also, uh, there's other stuff that uh, informationally you want to have on there. Not only just in the keyword searching, but on your page and in your Google uh, local listing. Think about the kind of things people are going to ask about. I mean, they want to know your hours. They want to know if you're open on Sunday. They want to know, uh, you know, what services you have. Those things need to be listed and structured in such a way that Google might pick them up for a snippet that if someone's searching for your local area, your service, that they can get that. But especially simple stuff like your location, your hours should be multiple places all over your page and it should definitely be filled out in Google local. I mean, I've been on uh, Google or Google my business since it was called yeah. Google local. Which yeah, I love changing the names of things. I have no idea why, but, <laughs> I know, right? but I've, been, I've been doing it so long. I've been harping on this so long that I'm like, anybody who is my buddy, who's not doing this already, you must not have listened to me in the last like, 10 years, <laughs> like sort of whatever, since they launched it, because I was on Google local really early because it yeah. would float you up to the top of the search listings, sure. even on desktop. Now, it is paramount to get that done. And especially then in your site itself to repeat that kind of information that people will ask about. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's actually really interesting that you said that, I, you know, we've talked about kind of our origin story, how we became friends years yeah. ago. My, my wife moved to Albuquerque and, uh, I was like, oh boy, I've got to move to Albuquerque. I got to find a job. You know, so mm -hmm. I was searching, you know, I think you and I had actually interacted on social already, but you know, mm -hmm. that's it, that what you did. You were 
in charge of managing all that for Black Duck. And and I yeah. went searching for people that were in the garment industry in Albuquerque because that's what I knew. So yeah. <laughs> I was able to find you guys because you popped right up there in, in the Google search. So that's well, and on top stuff. of that, people don't know that you could come up quicker, better than people who are paying sometimes if you're in the proper local area. You may come out better than your larger, more storied competition if they just don't optimize. Correct. So, yeah. And that's a huge tip. Oh, in, in our industry where so many people, I hate to say, especially embroiderers, I'm going to, once again, I'm going to tell stories <laughs> on embroiderers. A yeah. lot of us are a little less technologically sound than people in uh, printing. It just seems to be that's the case when I'm dealing with embroiderers. Um, get out there and do this stuff. I mean, it seems like oh, our site's good enough. People find us. Everything's great. But you could be so much better and it could be bringing you up above your comp competition in ways you couldn't expect just from optimizing your content, just from being on local. Yeah. 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 Well, Another uh, a tip that I've, I've ran across that I think is a great tip. You know, we're mm -hmm. talking about the fact that we're using these searches, voice searches, mm -hmm. and you mentioned this early on, and I, I don't want to gloss over this fact. You said, you know, instead of saying Italian places, Albuquerque, you mm -hmm. said Italian places near me. Yeah. Well, get near me into all of your title tags and your meta descriptions and your internal links and your anchor text and all that stuff that Google's looking for on your website you know, make sure that you've got near me in there. So when people are searching for Italian near me, guess who comes up or, or screen printer or embroiderer near me. <laughs> well, and um, on top of it, it's like if you, if you want to get into the weeds on this stuff, there yeah. are these tags you can get, these schema tags. There's a place called schema.org that'll teach you about these things. These are meta tags that are in the HTML on your site. They're not something anyone sees, but you can put a geographical location on your shop door, like latitude, longitude, and say, this yeah. is where I am. This page, this content belongs to this place. And when you do that, it it increases your chances even if you're not listed everywhere or no matter where this data or whoever is scraping the data, whether it's Google, because Google, my business is on Google, but you know that Siri, and I don't know if this has changed, but Siri used to use Bing as their search mm -hmm. engine. So yeah, people on Apple, case. yeah, if it's still using Bing as its search engine, well, let's say you don't want to optimize for Bing because nobody else uses Bing. Yeah. <laughs> let's say you don't want to optimize for that. You still, if you get that schema tag in there that says, here's my location, this is where I belong. This is, this page belongs to this location. Then when the, you know, the other search engines that are out there scrape that data, they'll know where that page belongs. And when you get a question from Siri for directions, it'll be more likely to pick you up. Sure. So sure. And, and I think interesting. Answer. Yeah, that's great. I think an interesting point there is that you said, you know, nobody else uses Bing. Well, guess what? That makes it really easy for you to be towards the top without having to, to pay a lot. And, sure. you know, those of us that use a PC, we, we type into the little assistant there and that's called Cortana. Well, yeah, and guess great. what that uses, you know, so you got to be true. you got to be up on, on both sides of this. And and there's a little less competition on the Bing side. So don't don't uh, walk away from that for sure. Yeah, don't, so I guess don't sleep on Bing people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, I, I didn't think about Cortana. You're right. The natural search when you type in the Windows 10 search box is straight to Bing. So, yep, yeah, correct. Think about yep. those default settings because it's that's something that you can get a little handle on. You're right. Because nice. Google, Google AdWords are hard to compete in. I know I've been working on that myself in a new venture and. Oh, man, trying to get click click through on Google AdWords is tough, but you guys who are local have such a, a much better chance at it because if you can geofence that stuff, or let's say you're advertising, you advertise to a neighborhood. Yeah, you can lock it down. Facebook, Google, you can say, okay, like I'm joking around about Academy Acres. I want the people in Academy Acres to absolutely get a hold of this, you know, promotion because yeah. I know they've got the money to spend on it, and I want them to come into my shop. 
And if they say near me, if they look for an ad for screen printing while they're on their phone, which has location services enabled, uh-huh. they're going to get me. That's what you want to do. <laughs> nice. And also you can put that, even if you're not doing it, you know, schema tags or all this technical stuff, just make sure your address is on all your pages. That stuff gets scraped. Uh, yeah. These search engines understand what formatted data looks like, Correct. you know? Nice, nice, great, great tips, Eric, for sure. Um, so we talked about, you know, where you were using more natural language uh, kind of stuff in, in your blogs and things like that, you know, and sometimes that's called like a long tail search word where yeah. you know, it's a blah, 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 blah. Um, one thing that I kind of ran across that I thought would be interesting to talk about is sometimes those long tail keywords are things that, uh, again, aren't necessarily natural language though we're just trying to get a bigger you know kind of longer group of keywords so you you want to kind of try to understand what people are searching for around your keywords and and i found this tool and i'm not sure if you've ever run across this or not uh, eric but i'm going to pop it mm-hmm. up on the the screen here um it's called answerthepublic.com oh cool so it's really interesting because you go in and you type in your your keyword and it basically tells you what everybody else has kind of been searching for. You know, so if you were to type in uh, screen printing, for example, it's going to come up and say, you know, uh, how is screen printing done? It, it, so d- it's great for these kind of search terms. But I've yeah. also used it for any of you that are doing blogging out there to find out what people are asking. You know, oh, yeah. So if, if somebody's asking, if there's a lot of people asking about X. Well, I want to write a blog post about that. And that becomes content on my site that helps with all this too. So uh, check that out, answerthepublic.com. That's a great tool. There's an old guy on the front of it that's hilarious. I may try to pull that up here real quick just because (laughs) I think it's it's funny to... uh, Well, I have to say in my my own kind of anecdotal evidence here, um, some of the best posts I've ever written were natural language question posts like that. Back at Black Duck, way back in the day, before a lot of garment printers were talking about sublimation as you know doing desktop sublimation, we first did it. Little tiny bits of sublimation. I wrote a what is sublimation and what can it do for you post? And immediately that thing took off. Nice. I mean, really. Cool. Nice. All right. Well, here, here it is. Here's that guy. He's a funny old guy. <laughs> but uh, let's see here. Hi, I'm Kyleen, and you're listening to an episode of the Small Business Saturdays podcast. Do you want to subscribe to the Small Business Saturdays podcast? Head over to smallbusinesssaturdayspodcast.com. There are tons of ways to subscribe. Click on your favorite and grab all the information about growing your small business. (laughs) I'm not exactly (laughs) sure what he's saying there, but let's just try it real quick. So uh, I'm going to type embroidery in there and let's see. (laughs) It crunches here for a little bit. Always makes we're just doing video here, so there's no radio. So you guys yeah, can this, oh good. Um there we go. <laughs> Ninety-seven questions. Um before we do that, Rich, good morning. Hey, Rich. Alan, good morning. Alan, good to see you. Thank in. you for joining us. All right. So th- there there it is, all, all these trees. Oh, um wow. but we can actually get to the data. Are embroidery machines hard to use? Wow. Are embroidery businesses profitable. So then all the can questions, all the how questions. What looks like I've got some where? blog poster right. <laughs> yeah, you, you get get to work. I'll send this over to you. <laughs> Seriously, no joke. That's happening. Like I'm gonna yeah. go look at that now. <laughs> nice. All right. Good. Well, um, and honestly, uh, I think that people underestimate like fact pages. We've we've had those forever. Frequently asked questions. Um, 
that's another way to handle this because it's already in that question and answer format. Yeah. Uh, natural language questions in your fact pages or individual pages on on questions that are asked like this, these questions here. Oh, uh, is embroidery business profitable? Well, that's on the other side of it. That's on the service side for the industry. But yeah. if you had one like, oh, uh, you know, how long do iron on transfers or heat transfers last? If you put that on a page by itself with that as the title and answer that question. Uh -huh. Wow. I mean, that's content that people are going to come look at. And then you can put a call to action on that post on that page. Yeah, exactly. Like that's here's really one in the what section over here. It says what, you know, this is not necessarily for embroidering sure. people, but like uh, our friend, Andrea Bomarito, what yeah. embroidery machine to buy? If yes. you get that keyword into your blog post on your, you, you think they're going to be buying it as ESK machine? I, I would, uh, I would guess so. So. I would certainly have that at the head of one of my pages if I were them. For yeah, sure. Definitely. If definitely. I had a company blog, this, this would be on the head of the pages for sure. Well, when we're done here, I'm going to reach out to her and say, hey, <laughs> for a small fee, I've got a great tip for you. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. So you had mentioned that you just mentioned the FAQ, the FAQ, Frequently yeah, Asked sure, Questions sure. thing. And I think that's a great page to have. Um, a, a tip that I read from a guy named Neil Patel, and it's just mm -hmm. neilpatel.com. He's a SEO kind of guru guy. Mm -hmm. um, he said he would suggest actually creating a separate blog post for each major question that your customers ask, um, yeah. because that makes it more conversational. It's a little more long form. It's going to be picked up more in, in the search stuff. So maybe have an FAQ that gives the quick overview and then a read more that goes to an actual blog would be the way that uh, I would go about that based on his advice. Absolutely. And honestly, I think that's something we just miss out on sometimes that content isn't just for, you know, temporary blog content, something you don't think is going to live on for a while. Content like that, putting pages on your, on your page. I mean, what, whatever platform you're using, it's well worth thinking about this evergreen content questions that your yeah. customers always ask. If you're tired of answering X question all the time over email, that's probably a really good question <laughs> for it to be a, po a post or a page on your website. I mean, there's no reason why you can't have those things. And there's certain things you don't even have to have uh, visible to your customers where they can be visible to search and they can come in from this landing page. It doesn't necessarily have to clutter up the rest of your interface or be part of the front page of your company. You can have pages in their own kind of sequestered area. I know some people say, okay, well, I don't want all these blog posts and content in the middle of my site where I'm selling and showing products. I'm like, great. You can sequester this stuff and still have it be valuable search and have call to actions in those pages to bring them into your sales funnel yeah, into yeah. the rest of the site. Yeah. No, I think, you know, what we just talked about using kind of a, a frequently asked questions page, kind of like a table of contents for the yeah, blog yeah. posts, you know, and and uh, I, I think that's a great idea, Eric, to, to kind of make sure that you're getting that. You're not cluttering up the, you know, in the way of what you're doing. But when people have questions about stuff, they can easily know where to go and find that information. And oh, absolutely. Hey, guess what? If people know where to go and people are clicking on it, Google knows about that. And Google's going to uh, go, oh, maybe we need to be a little more interested in this because well, people are clicking there. That's <laughs> people have seen that. You now see in Google these immediate answer snippets, these answers to a question that don't even go through to a page that end up in search. Yeah. Even though it seems like, why would I want Google to give up my content, my answer to a question without even coming to my page? People might get upset about that. Uh, the data so far is if you end up in that little snippet box with an answer, overwhelmingly your click-through rate goes up. Yeah. So even yeah, though fact, it seems uh, like they're giving it up. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's a, that's a huge point. I, I was reading that, uh, you know, people call that um, position zero when it comes to <laughs> your Google ranking. 
yeah, and you right. want to be in position zero because that's better than than the position top ranking. <laughs> like I said, it's way it's more click than the number one uh, tab that comes up there. You know, yeah. I personally will skip over a lot of the ads, look for that, or use that snippet thing when I'm searching for stuff personally. So, and I think oh, absolutely. That's, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of research been done on all of this stuff and, and it doesn't take very long to, to find that stuff. So we can, well, I'll, I'll try to share some links here too. So on top of that, that's voice search. What is the voice, the thing that gets read back since we're just <laughs> voice search was the top of this thing. Yeah. Those answers that get read back, that is that snippet. I mean, if Google sees that as a snippet, when you ask Google assistant for an answer or something, it just starts reading. Yeah. That's the snippets. So yeah. having that kind of short form, but answering conversational question, that content that gets to that snippet level, that's huge. Yeah. That's huge. That's that really leads people to you from all the different vectors. Nice. Well, way to swing it back to our actual topic, Eric. I love it. <laughs> I'm trying. You're, you're good at this. You've done this before. Um, <laughs> A couple times. <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right. Well, let's see here. We're doing pretty good here. You got uh, any other things that you want to share with people about uh, SEO voice search? Any other oh, yeah. stories? I've got one more after you're done and then we can uh, probably sign out. Well, this one's funny. Back in the day, everybody used to think about whether or not your um, your name of your company was a Google name. Like, so could I Google the name of my company and have it show up directly because it's different than everybody else's? The problem is everybody started to get cute with spellings and with punctuation. And in my local area, I realized that that is damaging to voice search. Because if you can't read it aloud, if the thing that makes your name different isn't something you can read or isn't able to be heard by the assistants, suddenly it doesn't work out. There's a local company. I'm gonna, I don't mean to call it a local company, but a <laughs> great company. I, I went to them to get some trade show products. I needed uh, some uh, banners and stuff done for, or actually tablecloths done. A place called Exhibit, but it's spelled E-X-H-I-B hyphen I-T exclamation point. If you try and say into a Google Assistant, exhib it, exhib hyphen it. Oh, man. None of that picks up. I didn't know where the place was. I was driving at the time and I'm like running because I had to get ready and go. I had to pick stuff up on the way to the airport because it was coming up late. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I can't, I have to stop and type it in and look them up. I have to stop my car. I can't use the assistant to direct me there because no matter what I do, it takes me to someone else who's just offering something about exhibits. There, it didn't take me to exhibit it, you okay. know. And so, if you can't say it out loud, if you get cute with with the way that you do these things, <laughs> sometimes voice search and the assistants won't pick you up. And so, I think we have to think now about what what the things we're doing, whether it's the title of our blog post, whether it's the name of our company, no matter what it is, our efforts, our ads, whatever the thing we think is going to get people's attention, we have to think, what does it sound like? What will someone say when they read that? Yeah. Nice. Well, we had a, uh, um, Will Hankey, uh, had a comment here called banner blindness. Uh, yeah. so just for those of you who don't know who Will is, Will is the uh, owner of a company called Red Canoe Media. And, mm -hmm. uh, boy, if you want to do SEO or learn anything about SEO, uh, Will is the guy for that. I'm going to actually see if I can copy his webpage and put it up here. It's just sure. redcanoemedia.com. So, um, if you want to dig a little deeper or get somebody that's going to help you out a ton with this stuff, uh, go check out his website there. There it is, mm -hmm. Red Canoe Media. Thanks for joining us this morning, Will. I appreciate you tuning in. All right, Eric. Well, um, let's see here. What, what do we miss? Um, like I said, I wanted to, I'm not going to have, we, we've only got a couple minutes here, yeah, so sure. don't want to go too deep, but I'm going to just maybe wet some people's appetites with some thoughts about how to market here really quick. So we've been talking Absolutely. a lot about, 
um, how people are searching by voice and, um, and, and what we need to do to improve our websites and stuff like that. But it also allows us to do some different fun things within our marketing strategies, within how we're targeting people. Um, because now, like you said, we're, we're asking questions about, you know, the, the who, what, why, where questions. Yeah. Instead of just saying Italian Albuquerque. Now mm -hmm. we're asking who, what, where, why. Well, if you think about it, what and who questions kind of signal that that user is in the research phase. So if yeah. somebody is saying what or who about your company, you probably want that link to direct them somewhere where they can find out a lot of good information about your company. So that that research phase. Yeah. But if they're saying things like where um, questions, make those where questions go a to where they can find you if you want them to walk in the door, but make those things go to a place where you're getting the calls to action, the buy now, here's how you, you know, you don't need to leave your home to purchase my product or submit a quote or, or whatever the case may be. So I thought that was kind of interesting where you can now even target that marketing down a little bit more because of these questions that we're asking through voice search. And the more you target those things down, the cheaper the things are, the Google ads, the Facebook ads or whatever. Yeah. Um, Being more so, focused. No, yeah. it's absolutely true. Being more focused. Either when we're talking about that long tail, those longer questions, that's another way you can do that where you're just advertising to a very small specific group of people, a small question. Yeah. Um, same thing here. I mean, being able to know what phase they are in the funnel, that's pretty awesome. I hadn't even thought about it that way. So I've yeah. got to credit you on that one. Yes. That's one I didn't All think right. about. Eric, Will had a, you were doing the schema research. So uh, he has a good question for you here. It says, Eric, is schema markup important for searches like coffee shop near me? You know, it seems to be, it seems to be for your location. Uh, I didn't do as much research as I probably would have liked to on this stuff since it's not my primary role anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, when I looked at this, it seems like that having that location schema does make a difference. The one thing that isn't really implemented fully yet, as far as I can understand, is speakable yeah. content. There is a schema tag for something that's supposed to be read aloud, but it seems like they're only really using that for news sites right now, and it's still pretty new. So I don't think that is quite as important for right now. I, but I am not the SEO guy. I'm not the, the schema guy. <laughs> I have used yeah. them. I mean, back at Black Duck, I put in location schema really early when schema.org came onto my, uh, you know, onto my radar. For yeah. Specifically for that reason, it seemed to really work. We never had trouble with uh, directions and with people asking for locations. Nice. Um, but I, I don't think like some of the other schema tags that are coming out there that are specific to voice, I don't think just anybody's page is going to be able to get that speakable tag thing just yet. Okay. All right. Well, Will, um, you're you're really the expert so why don't you actually answer yeah, that for us uh, <laughs> I, I put eric on the spot you know just because it was fun but uh, <laughs> sorry sir no <laughs> hey I, I always talk like i know what i'm doing so i'm sure getting me to squirm a little bit's good for everybody <laughs> nice, nice. all right good stuff all right. all right well um eric wow i think we've covered a lot of ground actually in uh in 30 minutes again that's the whole point of small business saturdays is absolutely kind of get these topics going, get, get that interaction going, getting that community going around small businesses and talk about things that, you know, we need to learn more about and get, get that, you know, oh, get yeah. places going. So that, that's what this is all about. Um, if I can, uh, real quick here, I just want to remind everybody that, uh, I, I did, uh, I, 
sorry, that was the, the wrong thing there. I did a business plan development series not too long ago. So if you get over to my website at aaronmontgomery.info and, uh, and look that up, that's a blog post about a, a series for developing your business plan. Um, I really am looking forward to having people interact with me uh, through throughout those videos. We, we did some stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, so re really good stuff. And if you want to reach out to me directly, it's Aaron at Montco Consulting. So there's my little shill for me. Um, get that out of the way, because the real thing that I want you guys to uh, to look at and go check out is this website right here. This guy right here. I appreciate him uh, spending some time with me this morning. And, and I know you got lots of stuff going on and I can't wait till we can start breaking some news about what's the latest in Eric's world. But uh, yeah, you can see I'm kind of in a unpacking stage in one of my lab rooms here. So there's there's more stuff coming up in January. People will see me at um, the ISS shows. And then hopefully by then I should be kind of uh, able to talk more about the new projects I'm doing uh, really all in the embroidery world. So more in my wheelhouse, you'll see me talking a lot of digitizing embroidery uh, education and even uh, making some assets for the embroidery world, some uh, designs and fonts and stuff. So Eric, digitizing has been happening lately. So, uh, <laughs> You're back to digitizing. Thing. I thought I saw yeah. a chain over there by that desk. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I am, but not not corporate stuff. Uh, assets for people to use, to reuse and reuse and the curating some historical stuff, bringing some stuff back. So there, cool. there's some uh, there's some cool stuff coming on, on, the, uh, in, on the horizon in the future, but I'll let folks know more about that as it comes up. Um, more education for uh, the embroidery people directly. I mean, I love talking business too, which is why I'm so glad I get to come on like, come with Aaron and Small Business Saturday talk about this stuff because working in a local shop for so long and being the de facto guy who did all of the web yeah. and tech stuff, yeah. I want everybody to get every tip that they can because I know there's someone out there like me who you, you're running from your embroidery machine over to the computer to try and fix your local business <laughs> listing. <laughs> you, you're the one who I want to talk to and say, yeah, get out there and get your local stuff done and get your tags done or nice. talk to yeah. somebody who's doing it for you and make sure they're doing it right. Yeah. So absolutely. yeah, <laughs> but yeah, if you want to see me at ericcampbell.com, there's all my embroidery content. I'm I've got a lot going on there and anywhere on social, uh, that little H on the end of Eric, it might get me some trouble. <laughs> Make it called E Rich sometimes. Well, I'm going to try the voice search after this. Uh, Eric Campbell oh, no. Embroidery and see what happens. <laughs> You're going to find uh, there's a guy who's on, what is it? It's a podcast network called uh, Geek and Sundry, our content network. It's like uh, Dungeons and Dragons players and and uh, games, tabletop gaming. And there's a guy named Eric Campbell. He's like one of the only other ones that. <laughs> <laughs> it pops okay. up so i bet you voice search is going to pull him up so uh well we'll see we'll we'll figure out what uh what tags you we guys are into uh, tabletop gaming and watching people get hella nerdy then you know <laughs> that's, get, the, place that's to the, go. the other eric campbell nice, well, nice. Kind of um <laughs> real quick jim said uh, eric will be at iss atlantic city is that correct uh, it's uh, there may be some trouble with atlantic city i'm certainly trying to make it happen <laughs> okay all right now <laughs> I, i'm supposed to be slated for it but there there's some scheduling stuff that's maybe coming up <laughs> all right you're Sounds definitely going to see me at long beach long beach is absolutely in the books and good we had some issues with atlantic city and we'll have to see if i can manage it or not okay sounds good um what uh, <laughs> what are the topics at atlantic city you said there were three can you you have those specific yet or they're still in the works? No, they're, they're, they are specific, but I have to admit this. I'm working on topics for DAX as well. And I can't remember which ones oh, are my gotcha. DAX. Ones gotcha. Well, we'll, we'll um, make it happen. I, I know where to find it. Talk so. about um, digitizing for sure. That's one of the things people really <laughs> wanted from me is everybody wanted to talk digitizing and not just hear me talk about business management. And so there's going to be digitizing talks. There's going to be embroidery specific. So everything you find on there will be embroidery specific. And if you look at the listings for um, ISS, all the class listings are already up. Okay. Yep. And I'm going there now. So we're going to, we're going to get this information. 
I thought I was prepared. I got prepared for voice search. You did awesome. Yeah, you didn't get prepared for me to (laughs) ask you these questions. So, but I know how to find it. So, yeah, right. Do this. Here we go. All right, Eric Campbell. Uh, Learn to digitize the two kinds of embroidery knowledge. (laughs) There's that one. And then the scientific stitcher measure and testing, and embroidery pricing model explained. Yeah, that's great stuff. Yeah, that's the one business one we got in there, the embroidery pricing models. But yeah, the the other two were really digitizing heavy. So, um, you know, if you want to learn about digitizing or if you just think you want to learn about it, especially the one where you talk about the the two kinds of embroidery knowledge or the two kinds of digitizing knowledge, those are, uh, that's pretty important. It helps you sort things out and not get too uh, bogged down in software world. Nice. Nice. Yeah, there's, those are pretty cool topics I haven't gotten to teach yet. These are really all new topics for me to get out on the road with. And so I've been pretty happy to get a chance at these. Nice. Okay. Well, Rich says he's going to be out in Long Beach, so we'll uh, catch Rich out there. Unfortunately, Jim cannot make it to Long Beach. I am um, certainly going to try and get out to Atlantic City, but yeah, right. we, if I can make it happen, I'm going to make it happen, but we've had some snags that I did not foresee. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. All right, Eric, I got to get running myself, and I Absolutely. appreciate you uh, making it happen this morning, and everybody, uh, again, check out ericcampbell.com, and that's E-R-I-C-H campbell.com, <laughs> and you can find me at Aaron Mike gummery.info have a great saturday everybody thanks for tuning into another episode of small business saturday podcast we appreciate having you as part of the community of listeners tune in for the live video sessions at facebook.com slash montgomery.info to become part of the active community you can contact me directly at aaron at montco thanks again for listening